I'm Mike. In this episode, you had a great conversation with Medea Artiaga from GoDaddy about how to do research without a researcher. Yeah, I really love this conversation. I've been a small business owner. You've been a small business owner. Medea is also a small business owner. One of the many challenges with running a small business, side hustle or just being a solopreneur, is truly understanding your audience. The same is true for even Fortune 500 companies. This episode's got some great actionable tips, most of them free, to all of those people. I'm excited to put some of these tips to use in my next side hustle. Oh yeah? What uh, kind of business are you gonna start? It's gonna be a hot air balloon business. Hopefully it takes off. Uh, the dad in me loves this, um, but I wouldn't quit your day job. Now let's get to the episode. Welcome to Insights Unlocked, an original podcast from User Testing, where we bring you candid conversations and stories with the thinkers, doers, and builders behind some of the most successful digital products and experiences in the world, from concept to execution. Welcome to the Insights Unlocked podcast. Joining us as host is Mike McDowell, a senior solutions consultant with user testing. You may know him from his popular LinkedIn video series, Mike's Tip Tuesdays. Today, our guest is Medea Artiaga. Medea is a lead CX researcher with GoDaddy. With 12 years of experience in marketing and brand strategy, Medea specializes in customer experience, messaging, and optimizing marketing content. In the past, she has worked with Google, Edelman, Magna, and Goodby Silverstein. Welcome to the show, Medea. Yes, welcome to the show, Medea. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. To tee up today's conversation about how to effectively research without a researcher, we asked small business owners in the user testing contributor network their thoughts and experiences about conducting research for their business. Here's what they said. What is your small business? Okay, well, I, I run um, sort of um, an online business through Amazon and eBay. Um, I mainly sell sort of DIY products, paints, wallpapers. What is your small business? I do Airbnb. I um, crochet and sell shawls and blankets and coasters and things online on Etsy. Well, I actually sell um, content, <laughs> like digital content. I sell courses. I do crochet animals. Like if people have pets or if their pets passed away or they just want to have a little twin, I crochet custom pets for that match what their animals look like. What are some of the ways you have conducted research for your business? Um, I'll have a look what other sellers are doing and see if, if that product is selling well or a similar product is selling well to something that I'm thinking of purchasing. And then it's just obviously about getting the pricing right so, you, you know, there's enough profit in it for me. I took a look at other listings in the area. TikTok trends, YouTube trends. Um, I look in kind of crochet forums and Etsy forums to see what's doing well. And then I've done sort of financial research on the gov.uk website. And just kind of Googling about really seeing what's available. Um, interestingly enough, I have been using ChatGPT a lot. What are the benefits of conducting research for your business? Um, it means that I stay current. Um, it means that the products that I make will actually sell and they don't just hang around for very long, which is good. I was better prepared. I obviously want to know what's, what's good, what people want, what people need, what, what's good at the moment. How can I engage with my ideal um, customer? 
just how to find the best deal to make more profit. The biggest barriers I get is trying to sort of maybe speak to more customers, um, you know, having a sort of wider net, getting people of different backgrounds and stuff to tell me what they want. I guess the barriers would be, I kind of get like very vague answers, which I, I understand because I have like a strange niche. Sometimes when I'm just sort of randomly searching for stuff and seeing what's available, I can get a bit off-piste and it doesn't really end up being as productive as it could be if I was more focused. I love watching videos like that. I'm especially the uh, crocheting copies of animals. I might have to get some hamsters made. But um, what, did, what did you think about the video? Speaking of hamsters, I actually have a hamster, so that's something I'd like to get done too. I'm, I'm writing a note to myself, but I thought it was great. I just love the the wildly different types of businesses there are. Think of how creative small business owners are, and I really just wonder like how they come up with these ideas that they do. Anything stand out about the way that they're getting their feedback now that um, you're familiar with, you've had experience with as being maybe not the best way? Yeah, I think everybody has difficulty with research, even research professionals such as myself. It's just a difficult field, right? It's just knowing what to look for, who to talk to, and then once you're able to do that, really how to extract something that's useful. It's just, it's difficult across the board for everybody. It's not unique to them. That's a, that's actually a really great segue. You mentioned, you know, you're a researcher. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do at GoDaddy, where I have been a customer in the past as a small business owner that didn't do enough research and failed. But tell, tell us what you do at GoDaddy. Sure. So I work at GoDaddy on our global research and insights team. We're actually called GRIT, which is amazing. Our our, sh our shirts say GRIT, which is just such a fun thing to wear. And we're, um, we're embedded under marketing, which is typically where researchers fit in like a large corporation for anybody listening who doesn't know. And researchers such as myself, we kind of handle any and all touch points that our customers could have with GoDaddy. So, you know, anytime they touch a product or a service, anytime they're on our website, um, that's something that we, we look into. And each researcher has a specialty. Mine is web designers and developers, and I kind of segue into all small business owners in general. But uh, what I do specifically is I work closely with our product teams, our marketing teams, UX engineering teams, and help them understand how to prioritize features for products, any kind of product naming, user experience on all our small business tools. So our business tools for GoDaddy, which is huge, we include some AI tools now, which is great. It's typically seen as web design, e-commerce, any kind of security tools. That's actually great. You just touched on a whole host of things there. And obviously the, the conversation today was uh, keyed in on your interest in helping small businesses and the research that they're doing. You just touched on not only UX, but you talked about like names of things and concepts, stuff like that. When you look at small businesses and the need for research, you know where do you see the most important pressing uh, issues for them, for small businesses? Is it mostly UX or is it other things as well that you just touched on? For a small business, a typical small business, and by the way, I'm also a small business owner myself, so I'm really invested in this, this topic as well. I think the biggest ask for most small business owners that I talk to and how I understand it myself is really understanding their customers. So yes, that includes... CX, which is kind of the umbrella for all UX as well, all user experience testing. But mostly it's really the touch points of who is my customer? What are they looking for? What are their needs for a product and or a service? And how can I get that to them effectively? Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting. I was 
again, thinking about my own experience and thinking about the experience of so many, with the percentages of businesses that fail in the first year or in the first 50% of small businesses or, or any business is going to fail in the first five years. And so when we think about the challenges for businesses, obviously just existing, how do you see research as playing a more effective role or helping small businesses be more effective in increasing those chances of success, uh, obviously being one of the key drivers of, um, of, of someone doing research is, is to win. That's a really good question. It's multifaceted, which is always exciting for someone like me because that means I can talk for a long time. But to really just boil it down, it's really just a shortcut for a small business owner such as yourself, such as me, understanding the market and understanding you know, who our buyers are, what they're looking for, how they see your brand, if you're already out there, or how they see your competitor, any kind of competitive insights like pricing. And it's really just a means to have ultimately a better product, better visibility. It's a way to cut off thousands of hours of, of testing and retesting and pushing out um, yeah, subpar products. It's a way of just making things easier for oneself. You just touched on one of my favorite things, which is competitive insights. So often, businesses from the Fortune 100 all the way down to brand new businesses, they they operate with a lot of assumptions about their competition or they make phone calls. They kind of go out and look at store shelves, but they really don't have any insight into the minds of their competitors' customers. And doing that research, you can actually learn a lot. Being a small business owner, as you described, Let's take the last three years um, and the amount of change that has occurred in not just the economy, but in the marketplace, in people's wants and needs and desires. Um, how critical do you see research as being in a rapidly changing marketplace for a company to be successful, startups especially? It's critical. It's always critical, right? Like as a researcher, I say that because that's my bread and butter, but it, but it is definitely always critical. And I think when we think of research, and think of researchers such as myself, you think of, you know, like pretty big studies. We use vendors, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Like it's a huge expense. We get all these teams involved in it. But thinking about research as a small business owner is really small scale, right? Even for myself, being insightful onto your competitors' products is really just going on social media, being on LinkedIn, being in, um, being on forums, being active, just being visible and just literally keeping your eyes and ears open and understanding what the market is like, what people are saying to your competitors, what feedback is like. Uh, it's really just being aware of what's happening in your, uh, in your industry. Reduce your average sprint time and get your products to market faster with continuous customer feedback from user testing. Whether you're launching a new product or prototype, get real-time video feedback straight from the source. Digital product teams leverage the user testing human insight platform to help them make their most critical development decisions, always putting the customer first. Target your exact audience, ask questions, and get a window into their world. The result? Your teams are building better products and experiences that your customers love. To get started, visit usertesting.com audio. For sure. And we, and we heard some of those small business owners talking about that in the video, going on forums or social network groups. Um, so now we know that we have to do research. We get it. W what do we do? Like, do you have any ideas? Like, how should someone get started? Are there, you know, you just talked about big budgets. What, what if you only have a small budget? Is there, what do you, what do you recommend as a place that 
someone can go and sort of just sort of dip their toe in the waters and start getting something, which is always better than nothing. I'm, I'm a fan of frugal. Everybody who, who knows me, even as a professional researcher, I will take the cost-effective solution all the time. I, although the only person who beats me on this is my daughter who waffles on getting cheese for her cheeseburgers because it's an extra like 30, 30 cents, <laughs> which is amazing. But, but certainly there's insights at, at every level. I mean, let's just start at free solutions when there's leveraging other researchers, leverage the research that I've done or GoDaddy has done, or uh, YouGov is like a great think tank for research. Economist, Pew, Pew Research. Uh, there's just so many resources online. There's things like our local library. If you've ever used a reference librarian, they're still there. They still have access to lots of resources. And libraries also have subscription services as well to things like possibly to like Forrester, but typically like the New York Times, the New Yorker, you know, they have subscriptions for free. And taking those free points of reference, you can really create a powerful summary, highlight reel. You can, I, w I would say you could even like establish your addressable market for a product you're looking into. Like you, these are very, very powerful tools that you have access to. They're completely free. Um, another thing that I would recommend if you have zero budget, which we kind of touch, touched on earlier, is looking at what your competitors are doing. Sometimes they have money to do research or literally just following along on social media what people are talking about, talking to people in store who are buying similar products, even just conversationally. There's just lots of really inexpensive and free ways to kind of get um, endless amounts of information. Do, do you ever do that personally? Do you ever, do, or when you're out and about, do you ever just start talking to people about their decisions? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm probably a terrible party guest. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is why I'm a researcher, because I'm inherently nosy. I mean, there's I, the joke is, I always say my youngest daughter is, is nosy, and her dad says, oh, she's curious. And I say, no, she's, she's nosy, which is a different kind of person altogether. And I think that's me as well, right? It's just a very deep, burning curiosity to think, to, uh, to kind of understand what other people are doing and why they're making the decisions that they do. But yeah, absolutely. I talk to people about their decisions all the time. Uh, that's that's uh, such a fun part of uh, the research profession is we get to indulge our curiosities um, on a daily basis. One of the participants in the, one of the respondents in the video that we saw, she mentioned actually chat GPT. And when it comes to these small teams that not only usually have small budgets, but small staffs, small resources, do you see their opportunity for AI to actually help some of these smaller teams and startups, small businesses really take it a little bit further than they could on their own? Yeah, absolutely. So I've used ChatGPT not in my professional capacity, but just as a, a casual user. And it's it's an incredible tool. I really just think of it as the internet, the entirety of the internet, right? It's just in front of you and you can have like a conversation with it. For anybody who hasn't used ChatGPT, it's what we call generative the AI is just creating content from scratch. Basically, it's, it's, it's creating something completely brand new. What I have seen it do, which has been useful to me outside of the workplace, is it helps me create outlines for things that I'm working on. This is, this is for my own business as well, like outlines, preliminary drafts. It's something that I can kind of talk to and have a conversation in terms of what I think I'm seeing. Um, it's, it's basically unlimited internet data through, I think ChatGPT is like through 2021, I believe, right? But what it, it can't do, which I struggle with, I, I don't struggle with, which one may struggle with, is really pulling out what that relevant piece of data is from all the information that you have. So knowing what to ask 
is incredibly important because there's just, there's so much to pull. And it's actually really exciting. Some of the work that's going on at user testing right now, I've gotten to see the roadmap, the AI roadmap. There's been some articles published about it. Just the idea of using a prompt to generate a whole test plan and an audience profile that you can then edit and just massage it in a few seconds and get it launched. I'm so fascinated by where all this is going. And to the point that you just made about getting the right insights out and figuring out what were the key moments. We always talk about the moments that matter. So getting that stuff with AI is just um, such a such a huge, huge advancement. Um, in terms of now we've we've got some ideas. We take the frugal approach, you know, we're um, we're going to get some we're going to get some research in some way, maybe use, uh, you know, generative AI. Um, what, what do you what do you think of the next steps are? You've got research. Now, how do you use that research inside your company? What is research is only as good as sort of its reach. And if you just run a run some research and you hang on to it and yeah, great, I know it, but no one else does. We're not making decisions on it. But what do you see as the most important next steps for people once they get some quality insights from a, a research project? That's a great that's a great ask. That's really why researchers do what they do, right? That's why we have a career is because knowing what we're looking at and what we're looking for, how to make it something that's really actionable, which is everybody's favorite word, right? Can we make it actionable? And just speaking as a larger org, which I think tracks back to smaller organizations, for me, what I, I do is look at my data, analyze it, even if I had just the New York Times, just Pew, just, you know, just like few news clips, even if I had a zero budget, taking the sum total of what I have and looking at, okay, this is what I have. One, does it make sense, right? Am I doing like a, a gut check people who understand this data with me? So using like other team members. And then two, just really thinking about the original ask that we had. So, you know, at, at GoDaddy, it's a much bigger ask than a small business owner, right? Like, But if I'm a small business owner and I'm looking for understanding a market, for example, um, you know, I can take those pieces of information I got from YouGov or The Economist and think about how that tracks with what you've seen, what you see in real life, the people that you talk to and the customers that you have. If it does not track with what you intuitively know and what you should know about your product and your your uh, customer base, then it's either brand new information, which is wonderful, or you know it could be wildly incorrect, which is also not great. But kind of looking into those differences of things that do not fit with the gut check that you have, you know, like selling uh, tacos from a taco truck, and it seems like all my competitors are paying, uh, are charging $50,000 for each taco, right? Now, you know, just looking for things that don't seem to fit with the narrative that you think you would have in mind. So keeping an eye on that as a small business owner is is huge because usually when we start to rely on a little piece of information that doesn't make sense from a source, we trust kind of calls into question everything else that we're looking at. So keeping like just a gut check for that, running those insights by larger team if you have them, if you don't, talking to people that are in the industry with you. Hopefully, you know, you have mentors or other business owners you can chat with. Most definitely you do if you're in a particular industry. And then also, you know, keep keep these points as succinct as possible. I think that's the fun of research is we can just say, and like myself, can just go on forever about what we, what we think about it, what we think it might mean and who it might apply to, but really just trying into, not trying, ensuring that every time you tie that back into the original ask, otherwise we're just collecting lots of useless data that will never be used. I, I, I absolutely loved something that you said there about when research doesn't match our perceptions or our, the data that we're seeing in the world. And um, I had done this project once for someone where this is, as I'm sure you know, 
you've got your qualitative research, your A-B testing, your analytics, your surveys, your focus groups, all these different things, they complement each other. They can't really be in a vacuum. And I did this massive A-B test uh, once that was the outcome of which might have driven a massive development project. And the results were that the proposed changes made no difference or actually made it maybe a little bit worse, even though the stakeholder thought this was this is what we need. This is what we need. And I, I, I was forced to run the study three times over um, in production, uh, AB level test with thousands of, of people. And um, this would have been a great example to have some supplemental research to show. No, no, no. People don't. This doesn't they don't care. And this is why this is why. So we're winding down. Uh, we're winding down the uh, the interview here, the podcast. And I, you know, I, I appreciate all of your answers, your participation. There's one last question that I want to give. And we ask this of everybody that's on the podcast. What advice would you give as a researcher to someone else to convince them the importance of investing in feedback? The the fun answer is it's just so much fun talking to people. That's just my my own answer. It's just it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience knowing people. But the professional answer is, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while and working in data for much longer and looking at interviews and customer experiences. And there has not ever been a time, no matter the size of the study, how many people we talk to, it could be five for a qual study, thousands for a quant study. And there's never not been, we've never failed to turn up something significant every single time. You know, it's, it's, it's a new finding. It's a new perspective on our customers. It's a new insight into how we were running our data previously. There is always something to learn and money is just never wasted in research. Well, thanks, Midea. It's been awesome talking to you. This has been such a great interview. I feel fortunate to have gotten to speak with you today. Is there any place that you would like to refer people to, be it small business resources, um, some more, if they want to find out more information from you or get in touch with you, is there any place that people should go? Um, where would where would they go? Sure. Well, I'd like to give a plug to our newest AI tool at GoDaddy. So if anybody would like to see that, and go to godaddy.com forward slash AI for small businesses. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a really useful tool for people with small budgets. Excellent. Anything else you personally? I mean, people find you on LinkedIn, I guess. You find me on LinkedIn. Um, my personal business website is Human Stories, H-U-M-A-N-S-T-O-R-I-E-S.com. Human Stories. Absolutely love it. That's what we're in this for is the human stories, the human element. Well, thanks again so much, uh, Medea. And um, I guess we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find the show notes at usertesting.com slash podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or Google Play so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, this is Insights Unlocked, an original podcast from User Testing.